Hey guys, welcome back to the Standing on the Promises podcast. My name is Valerie Nixon. And I'm Jason Nixon. Really? Did you have to do the old lady? Maybe I wanted to. Okay. All right. I know you moved to Oklahoma, but that doesn't mean that you automatically have an accent (laughs) as much as you would like. (laughs) It is what it is. All right. Um, Thank you for joining us this week. And uh, we are going to be talking about... Okay, so I brought up to Jason that maybe not all of our listeners know about the term Abba Daddy. And if you've listened to our episodes together when I've had him on, (coughs) as he's prayed, he's started uh, with Abba Daddy. And I just wanted you to kind of go into why you use that term for God. Uh, I know we all have different terms that we use for God, depending on our preferences, but I just wanted to kind of open up and enlighten people uh, about you and your relationship. Uh, So I stole it from Steve. (laughs) Steve Gray, who's one of my co-guides in the journey. Uh, Nice. The first time, the first journey one we had, uh, he used it and I stole it from him, so... Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it, <laughs> if you're listening. But, um, <clears throat> so, the word Abba in, what did we say, Aramaic, mm-hmm. is the word father or daddy. So, basically, I just say daddy, daddy, yeah. which is, it might seem redundant, but um, it's all based on my abiding relationship with the Lord. Um, and it come and it just is something that I just started doing that I liked. I heard Steve say it and I, and I liked it. And, uh, so so you're saying mm -hmm. it's like almost like a term of endearment. Right. So like I was, like I was telling you that, you know, when you have a relationship with your earthly father and you are close to your earthly father growing up with them, you know, you call him dad or daddy or, you know, hey, that's my dad. Or uh, I went on a field trip with Nathan's class <laughs> this week. And, of course, it was Nathan's dad. Yeah. So <laughs> <clears throat> I don't like to be called Mr. Nixon because that's my dad's name. So <laughs> call me Nathan's you, what dad. What did you call your dad? Dad. <laughs> But okay, so hey, hey Jimmy, hey, Jim, Jim Nixon, Jim, Jim Nixon, Nixon, yeah. Uh, that's like an inside joke with us. Whenever <laughs> we are in a room where we have to shake other people's hands, I don't know why we do it, but we turn to each other and we go and we shake each other's hands and we're like, Jim Nixon, how are you, Jim Nixon? I don't know why. It's, it's because <laughs> when my dad was pastoring and new yeah. people came into the church, he'd always walk up and. Not say, hey, how's it going? How are you? My name's Jim Nixon. He would just reach out his hand and say, Jim Nixon, nice to meet you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So just building on um, what the the deal is with our earthly fathers and our heavenly fathers. Right, so let me go back to my thought before we got sidetracked there. Um, So when you talk to somebody who may not have had a relationship with their earthly father... um, or, or not a good one. Or not a good one or, you know, grew up with a single mom 
you know, you talk to somebody like that and they say, yeah, that's my father or that's my, you know. They'll say their name. Yeah. And so um, for me saying that Abba Daddy is just kind of like me saying, you know, like my relationship with with our Heavenly Father, which is a much more um, being through the journey now for eight months, um, a lot closer than I've ever been in my entire life. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just something I used to draw closer. <coughs> and I want to bring out and read something here out of the, the journey um, manual. And uh, Rocky Fleming, who wrote it, he says... Now, a lot of us do not have an intimate relationship with our earthly fathers, so we have trouble understanding this kind of intimacy. Even our best fathers giving their best efforts come up short of meeting our deepest needs, for they, like us, are imperfect in their love and care for us, and they cannot see into the deep recesses of our lives and now how to love and know how to love us on this level. But God does, but we just don't know it or we cannot fully comprehend it. So, I mean, comprehending my abiding relationship and the level of a father-son relationship with <coughs> with our Heavenly Father is just, um, you know, Rocky also said, is a, rel a relationship with him that is closely akin to having a daddy-child relationship. Hmm. Well, okay, so you... <coughs> I'm sorry, you say... I've been... My allergies have been really bad, <laughs> and so I'm coughing a lot, but... But we still felt led to record this episode, yeah. even if he coughs, so <coughs> just bear with us. Um, so you said that you have never been as close to him as ever before in your life, except for this moment, or, you know, in this, this season... Which is kind of interesting because you're a pastor's child and you've never been that close to him. Just because you're a pastor's kid doesn't mean that you're... Well, that's what I wondered. Yeah, I mean... And I love how you read that because, I mean, for me, there wasn't... Because um, I'm, you know, quote-unquote daddy's girl. So for me, it wasn't hard for me to establish a, an intimate right. relationship with God because I knew that father... Daughter, daughter relationship. relationship on earth and i know you know he says even the best fathers which i will to my dying breath say that my dad was the best dad in the whole world even as i say that i know his struggles and his demons and his coming up short i have seen it i have lived it and even with that the love that he showed us the provide like the providing the protection that he showed us the encouragement that he showed us sort of outweighed that and so i didn't have a problem establishing an intimate relationship father child relationship maybe as some other people might right like and what they said like what he said that <coughs> um people who don't have a good father child relationship might struggle with establishing that relationship with the lord and for for females or women or girls, that daddy daughter relationship is like a lifeblood. Yeah, it's like a lifeline thing. It it that comes to. natural with dads and and daughters. I mean, honestly, my dad had a has a better relationship with my sister than he does with me and my brother. Um, and that's I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about it, 
but it's just easier for him to have that relationship with my sister, whereas for us, it was more like, I guess, you know, butting heads. Yeah. So... <laughs> so do you think that the relationship that you had with, not trying to dive too deep, but you think the relationship that you had with your heaven or your earthly father kind of stalled or maybe took you this long to develop that relationship with your heavenly father? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to dive too deep into it because I mean, <laughs> you're working <laughs> we, all that out in therapy. <laughs> we know what's going on here, but, um, for the listeners, um, just kind of briefly go over stuff. My dad started pastoring when I was in eighth grade. Uh, before that, he was a Sunday school teacher, um, you know, very active in our church. And um, I love my dad. I love my mom. Um, they did the best they could with us. Um, I, I, I believe that. I've come to know that as a parent myself, that you do the best you can with your kids. Mm-hmm. But my dad acted one way in church and one way at home. And, um, you know, when you're growing up in that environment, you see, and it, and it turns you off. It turned my brother off. Um, Mm. I love my brother. Um, I support my brother. Uh, he knows I'm not telling, yeah, (laughs) I'm not telling the listeners anything I haven't told my brother. So he knows. Um, but it turned him off because, you act one way at home and you act one way at church. And so <clears throat> it turned me off and, and doing the journey, um, I can't help but push the journey. Yeah. So what it's is the so... journey? Explain to our listeners in your words, because I think that I've explained enough of the journey on other ventures. So if you go <coughs> to actual influencers, uh, it's influencers.org. So, yeah. You can see my testimony on there. Um, if you go to the influencers Vimeo account, you can see my testimony that I gave at a global women's conference of my journey and how it changed my life and how this program uh, literally changed my life with not only myself, my mother, my husband and my sister and that's my testimony. But what is the journey? You, you I mean, seem their to mission, reference that. <laughs> their, mission, their mission statement, I'll read it, says, to encourage individuals toward an intimate, abiding relationship with Jesus Christ through a journey to spiritual intimacy, enabling them to be a positive influence in their world around them. <coughs> so when we say, influ- when we talk about influencers, we're not talking about social media yeah, influencers. No. <laughs> This is spiritual influencers. This is growing, growing God's kingdom um, in this world. So the journey to me has been an eye opener, I guess would be the best way to put it. Um, It's so I grew up with the head. I was always the one with the head knowledge. Anybody could ask me a question about the Bible and I could have an answer. Mm -hmm. But I had. The heart knowledge, too, as far as trusting Jesus as my Savior. But what I lacked was the abiding relationship. And that's what the journey has taught me is how to have an abiding relationship with Christ. And you're at the end, right? (coughs) Yeah, we're almost done. We'll be done, well, right before Mother's Day. Oh, right before Mother's Day, yeah. I think we do our last retreat the weekend of Mother's Day. Um, Men. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) 
Mother's Day, not Mother's Weekend. Mother's Day, and I will be home on Saturday. Oh, whatever. So, <coughs> I'm just teasing you. I know. So, uh, that's basically what the journey has meant for me. Is it's taught me how to have that abiding relationship, um, kicking and screaming and. <laughs> not wanting to go and wanting to do it then wanting to drop out then wanting to do it and then it comes to a turning point when you make that commitment you get to that turning point where you're either fully in or you're not you're fully out yeah and you have to make that decision for yourself and it and comes they give people you... and it comes to people at different times yeah because um it starts out with like a six week and if you're anybody's interested in it, um, any information, just let us know. Call, reach out in the comments or reach out on um, our email, uh, any way that you can. And it basically starts out as a six-week deal where we go through um, a book, a small book. I love the fact that Rocky Fleming wrote these books for men. Um, because they're only like one or two chapter pages, yeah. <laughs> one or two pages per chapter. And the and writing's the whole... incredibly big. Yeah. So it's not like you're spending, you know, a whole month reading <coughs> a book. You're literally spending a week, if that, because yeah. it's actually, they're really good books and they're really interesting and they grab you right then and there. And I finished mine in like two days. And you know how much I hate to read. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway, so you go through this book and it introduces you to the ideas and the concepts that you're maybe just going to church, checking off the boxes, you know, surface, very surface level Christian Christianity, um, you know, barely spiritually fed. So basically it's letting you know that there's something out there that's deeper and uh, it would be your decision and it's a commitment because it's a nine-month-long nine journey. So you go through this manual that they have that's incredibly helpful and, and enlightening. And you go through these three-session deals. <coughs> and it's supposed to be three months long. So I always loved that one day somebody explained to me it's almost like a pregnancy. <laughs> right. And then you birth a new baby of that intimate body relationship <laughs> with Jesus. But um, yeah, so it is a commitment. And... It is worth it. Trust me. I have seen many lives changed. I have seen addictions uh, broken. I've seen marriages fixed and saved. I've seen um, people who've had strongholds, financial, mental, you name it. I've seen them just completely um, changed for the better and for... And it's been wonderful. Um, if you go to influencers.org, you can see all these videos and testimonies of many, many, many people changed. And they're going global. Um, well, they've been going global, but they are in South Africa. They're in Saudi Arabia, um, Colombia, Belize, Costa Rica, you name it, man. And it's it's exploding. And I love it. I love to be a part of this ministry. And I know you've loved your time in the ministry that, you know, you're praying on continuing with another group. So, I mean, to me, it. So we started this in California. Um, Val started it. She started in a one that was in Shafter, not too far from where we lived. Yeah. Um, and they would meet every week 
Yeah. You met every week. In yeah. in California, they meet every week. Um, and then you get to the retreats, and then you kind of just do it at somebody's house for a few, like, one day. But we came to Tulsa, <clears throat> and it's done completely different, where yeah. we meet every other week. And then we literally, when we go on a retreat, we go on a retreat. We yeah, literally go yeah. someplace overnight where it's just the men in, my, in our group, in your group, or the women in your group. If you're a woman, <clears throat> and uh, they cook you dinner, cook you breakfast, uh, you go out spend time on your own. The hardest time for me was the first three months. Um, he tried to get out, y'all. I he tried. He tried everything he could. The first three months were the hardest. It was also when I started to have my mental breakdown as well. Yeah. But once I got to that first retreat, it was like everything flipped. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just the lights flipped, the light switch flipped, the Lord got a hold of me. You started to use all the daddies. Um, <laughs> I started, you, I got to know the guys in my group. I had a hard time, so the hardest thing for me, too, through the journey was getting to trust people again because um, of some events that happened at church. Uh, people who I thought were my friends flipped and basically, like, just totally shunned me and so I had a hard time making friends I had a hard time keeping friends because I didn't trust anybody I didn't let anybody close I mean Val it took Val for years in our marriage for me to finally just open up um so <clears throat> that first retreat though is when I started to let the guys in my journey group in and they have been a prayer warriors for us they have been a blessing uh they've helped us move Mm -hmm. um which was huge because i had just gotten out of the hospital with pneumonia and uh they helped us move i mean they have come to ted spoken at my men's breakfasts yeah it's Um, been a blessing it's been a huge blessing so (laughs) highly encourage it um and it teaches you, it, the main focus is teaching you how to be a self-feeder in God's word. Mm. And so they highly encourage you to journal, which is a <laughs> life changer as well. Yeah, I've never seen you journal anything <coughs> since we've been married. I've never even seen you read a book. Right. I have hardly seen you never open saw your me Bible. Bible. Hardly ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, before this, your Bible was packed away. I knew where both of your Bibles sat, like they just sat there. So, Amen. That now it's Lord, like, like now it's like when I get to ready you. to read my Bible. Hey Val, have you seen my Bible? Yeah. I don't know where I put it. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's been wonderful to witness because I mean, I married you. When I married you, I thought that it was gonna be great because you're a pastor's kid, and you would, boy was she wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that you would lead us to the Lord, like you would lead, you know, our family to be a, you know, Christian family. Like I married a good guy, a Christian guy. And I mean, like, yeah, not to be so mean, but man, was I wrong. (laughs) I didn't understand all the hurt and all of the things that you've been through as far as your journey, your, your Christian walk. And, um, but I am glad that eventually you got there and you're leading us and 
uh, <coughs> even doing this podcast with me. So which I would have never done. Yeah, you. I mean, half of the things. Like, it would have been about Star Wars or Power <laughs> Rangers or something. I would have been like, "Yeah, let's do it. Come on." Yeah. Now it's like, <laughs> when are we gonna record our podcast? Yeah, pretty much, and I love that. You know, um, I have always dreamed about having a family like this because, you know, my family, we weren't like this at home. We didn't go to church. It was like the total opposite from you guys. We didn't go to church. Half of our family wasn't saved, you know. Um, I mean, probably more than half, actually. Um, And I didn't understand what that meant. You know, my mom and dad divorced when I was a freshman in high school and, um, you know, there's alcohol abuse, substance abuse in my family. There was physical abuse in my family. There was sexual abuse in my family. It was kind of a way other world of what I grew up in. And I sought out stability. So when I found out, you know, your family, your parents are married still, You know, your family gets together and all of them are saved and Christians and good people. And I thought I sought out that as my savior. And that was for the wrong reasons. And the Lord showed me why it was for the wrong reasons because of all that we've been through with not only between us, but with, you know, our families and stuff. But um, I died. (laughs) I mean, we were even before I started the journey. The only reason I went to church was because Nathan bugged me. Yeah. Because he wanted to go to he church. He made us get up. Yeah. He locks in our bedroom still. I mean, we try to sleep in as much as we can. So, But he made sure that... He's our alarm clock at 9 o'clock. Yeah, 9 o'clock he comes in and he says, Cock-a-doodle-doo, it's time to get up to go to church. And he has been doing that for years. Yeah. <laughs> so, praise God that we have a little kid that just... He loves routine. He has to have this routine. And um, that's a part of it. And he loves it. So thank God we have that, you know. I think that that God uses our eight-year-old child to make sure that we are accountable and going to church. And then he uses our four-year-old child to test us with patience. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) I have... The sour patch kid right there. Sweet than sour. Or sour than sweet. Yeah, first he's sour, then he's sweet because he will come up to you. All right, so. Mama. (laughs) Val came to pick me up from work because we only have one car. So Val came to pick me up from work, which is seven minutes from the house. It's not too far. But there was a wreck. So she was stuck in traffic on the bridge. Crossing the Arkansas River. There's only one way in and one way out of our little oh, town. Bixby. Bixby. And so, uh, of course, the kids are probably <laughs> annoying. Right? I could just imagine JoJo just on and on and on and on. And then uh, this is why we call him a Sour Patch Kid. So we stop. <laughs> we get them ICs from Quick Trip. And then we and they're fighting on the way home. Both of them fighting on the way home. We're telling him, stop fighting, stop fighting. JoJo gets out of the car, and what does he tell you? So, Mama, I love your hair. And and I was like, thank you. He goes, you did something different. It's a different color, Mama. I like your hair. And I'm like, oh, man, the <laughs> smile on my face. <laughs> but, uh, 
kid is ornery, ornery, ornery. And then when he knows he's going to get in trouble, he becomes sweet all of a sudden. Mama, I love your hair. And of course, I totally fall for it. And you did too, because yeah. you're like, oh, how sweet, you know? And I was like looking at Jason, like, hey, why don't you ever notice my hair? This I told little four year old. Yes, I had to tell you. But that's all. This little four year old is like, the first thing he notices, Mama, I love your hair. But he is sweet, though, when it comes to noticing other people because he'll look at you and say, Daddy, I love your shirt. Yeah. You know, or Nathan, I love your picture. He always does point out to people their good qualities and sometimes... Their bad qualities. (laughs) Let me tell you this story. (laughs) Sunday in church, we normally have the same couple sit behind us. It's... An older couple, you know, they probably have great grandkids the that are, couple. yeah, they're the sweetest couple. Um, they normally sit behind us and they always play with JoJo. Yeah. The husband always plays with JoJo and kind of gets him in trouble. And then his wife's like, knock it off. You're going to get him in trouble. <laughs> and so, but a different couple sat behind us. So they sat in front of us. <laughs> and uh, Joseph walks up to me and is like, hey, daddy. I'm like, hey, JoJo. He goes, why is that guy bald? <laughs> Joseph, that's not nice. Stop it. But, Daddy, why is he bald? You're bald. He has no hay. <laughs> You're bald. You have no hay. And I'm like, Joseph, stop it. And I was like, ugh. But look, that is normal behavior for, for a, a four-year-old. For yeah, a four-year-old. I know. It's you still embarrassing, though. It's embarrassing, yeah. But, I mean, imagine being my mom in a grocery store when Eric just slowly forms rubs his hand across a lady's butt like it's a kid thing i mean maybe not all kids are running their hands across ladies (coughs) butts and admiring that but um it's a kid thing when you go to a store and you're like they're like mommy why do they do look like that or you know i've had that happen with both nathan and joseph but it's different when a four-year-old looks at somebody and says i love your this i love your that yeah or she's pretty mama or you know i love this i love that that to me you can't teach a kid that no that's just his heart and And that's how he is at school too because yeah because his his teacher will always tell us he's so sweet and considerate but when he first started she stubbed her toe or something yeah or he stepped on her toe and he was telling her, like, I'll, I'll kiss, kiss it, it, I'll kiss it, I'll kiss your toe. Yeah, and then I went, I was going to pick him up, and I slid because it was muddy, and I slid, and I kind of fell, like, not all the way, I kind of caught myself, but he cried because he thought that I was really hurt, and he was over there trying to kiss my knees, and my, but anyway. And then on the way home, he started sliding and acting like yeah, he fell. Yeah, he felt like he was falling. But, okay, going back to... Uh, the intimate relationship with God. How has that worked in our marriage, do you think? <coughs> take your time. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be real? Or we want the real answer? Or we want the... Uh, the podcast The answer? podcast. No. The real answer is it's helped. Um, the one thing here lately that in the journey that we've been going through is living your your faith at home. And the big one is learning how to cherish you. And I'm reading this book 
called Cherish by Gary Thompson. Uh, he's the same guy that wrote Sacred Marriage, but uh, it was given to me by Ted. Um, he said to take it and read it. And uh, basically, I'm in chapter four. I just finished chapter four. Um, the first four chapters are basically, as I'm reading this, is like, that's what Val's been telling me for nine years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I, that's what Val's been telling me for nine years. <laughs> so, yeah, that's <coughs> been the biggest thing is is realizing that as a man not just my job to provide for you financially but it's my job to cherish you and to um love you as christ loved the church and that means putting myself aside my wants my desires putting myself aside lifting you up lifting you up in prayer lifting you up with encouragement um lifting you up you know with whatever you need your needs um so yeah that's what I guess I've been learning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was um, making some social media content for our church page, and I usually go and make a list of, like, um, nearby holidays or days of remembrance and stuff. And today I was making, like, the National Day of Prayer one. Um, I made a Mother's Day they're just like little pictures or whatever however you, they're just content stuff that you just paste on your your social media pages well i also did like <coughs> hey chill out bro <laughs> i also did a um scheduled a few weeks out and went ahead and did um memorial day because we were going to be in Texas during that time, and I doubt that I would be able to um, do one from the house. But anyway, I did the Memorial Day one, and it just reminded me of what you said about Christ and the church. And um, I can't ever go through your Bible for some reason. <laughs> what were you looking for? Uh, it was First John 3.16, and it just reminded me of what you said right then and there because it's all about love and sacrifice and we know him we know love by this that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren mm -hmm. and the brethren is fellow brothers and sisters mm -hmm. in christ fellow believers and as much as people want to um do that for other people like at you know other people at church or maybe their friends you know they're they're cherishing the people around them i think often that spouses forget that you know our husbands our wives are our brothers and sisters too mm -hmm. i'm supposed to treat you the same way that you know i treat miss connie at church mm -hmm. or you know um Mr. Terry or, you know, all the other people at church. I treat them with kindness and I treat them with love because, you know, <laughs> I that's just how I that's just how it is. And I forget that you are yeah, you're my husband, but you're also first and foremost my brother in Christ. And I should be treating you like that as well. So I just want to quickly talk about my my prayer strategy this week 
was actually um, creating a list of what I'm thankful for. And I created a list and I was able to come up with 20 things right off the bat. And the first thing was I'm thankful for Jason, Nathan, and Joseph, my godly friends and mentors and the technology to keep us in touch, my church family, my home, my car, hope, waking up, all these things. And then I get to number 15, intimacy, number 16, teachable moments. Um, and, you know, and then I get down to number 20, all of the above, because at the end of the day, I'm <laughs> thankful for literally everything. I, I put walking, I put physical ability, I, you know, I put food. <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful that we have oh. food to eat. <laughs> Always thankful for food. Right. Um, and I, I love number 14. You know what number 14 was, even though I tease you and I act like none of your jokes are funny. I put number 14, a good joke. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's, that's another reason why I first fell in love with you was because you made me laugh. So now I don't make her laugh though. So. Um, it's a secret, but yeah, you still do. It's hit and miss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She definitely doesn't like it when I get into my sending her my gifts on a text message. But we will uh, <laughs> battle yeah. with that. And usually I've won. <laughs> uh, just to go back off of what you were talking about and with love. <coughs> Staying in First John. I'll kind of leave this with you guys because uh, we're pushing the time here. But First uh, John chapter 4. Uh, verse 12 says, No one has beheld God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. Mm. And his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. Amen. I love how it says perfected because perfection takes time and patience and practice and intention intentionality i believe like that's what that means to me i mean nobody's perfect but mm-hmm. um when that when you say that you know his it's our love is perfected meaning when we invest in that he makes it perfect for us um i think that over over time people forget that you have to be intentional. You have to be um, patient. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to, you know, remember the whole Bible overnight or remember <coughs> Bible verses, where to go to in, in one day. It takes time to get to know somebody, meaning it also takes time to get to know God. So that, that uh, Greek meaning for the word uh, perfected, is it means uh to complete accomplish mm-hmm. uh and uh consecrate flir- uh finish and fulfill uh make perfect yeah so and all of those things like it, i mean to uh, accomplish a goal what does that take time mm-hmm. intentionality determination um what else you said to complete i mean takes time you know, everything takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. And it's definitely not going to happen in a way that you think that everything's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Becoming consecrated, like when when the Lord consecrates you, 
he's peeling off the layers and refining you and um, making you holy. And that takes time. I always like to take those the verses like that when I look them up and what, the, what they mean and replace it with the one word. And I think it fits perfect. It says, and his love is fulfilled in us. Yeah. That takes a whole different meaning to that word, to that verse. Yeah. Means, you know, um, it's fulfilled in us. So if we're abiding which we talked about tonight, if we are abiding in Christ, his love is fulfilled in us. Amen. Amen. Mic drop. A Bible slam. (laughs) (laughs) You just Bible slam, Bible slam shut. Boom. That's going to be our new thing. That's going to be the Christian version of the mic mic drop. drop. Bible slam. Bible slam. (laughs) The swoop to glory. Oh my gosh, don't even start on that. Uh, we'll get to that later. All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, head out here. I'll, yeah, uh, uh, one thing real quick. We have a war room. I would highly recommend people make a way in their home somewhere, make a room or a place, put a blanket on the floor in the corner if you have to. Uh, all of our podcasts, from now on are going to be filmed or in recorded our in our war room so which is our closet but we have turned <coughs> into a place where we come and journal mm-hmm. where we come and read where we come and listen to music and uh read our get Bibles, away from the kids get away from the kids because we can lock the bathroom yeah. door <laughs> no but i just wanted to kind of leave that with you um Highly, highly recommend watching the movie War, War Room. Room with Priscilla Shire, made yep. by the um, what's their last names? The um, Kendrick brothers. Kendrick brothers, yes. Same guys that did uh, Courageous. Facing the Giants, Courageous, Fireproof, Fireproof, all those. Uh, War Room. Overcomer. I think I the more I watch War Room, I think it's probably in my top two of their favorite movies. Number one being Courageous, yeah. just because that really hit home to men but but war room is kind of like it hits home for both and i mean all their movies are good but those those two are definitely my top two favorite i I swear after i watch war room (coughs) i just want to like dive in to everything yeah like all at once and i I mean these are movies we watch we watch at least (laughs) one kendrick brother movie a month yeah, because or you every can't other watch month. anything else out there that's coming out because of everything that they're trying to push on you. So I just go back to the good old days. Or you take know? that back because the uh, uh, the fa- the father document. Show me the father's probably. We talked about that today with all. We the will talk about that next podcast. Show yes. me the father. Great watch documentary. It. Watch, watch it, it if you meantime, get a chance. We'll come back. We'll rewatch it. We'll rewatch yes. it this week, and then we'll talk about Show Me the Father. Great documentary yeah the best documentary i think i've ever seen yeah it was awesome yeah so watch it it's available on prime and i'm sure on like uh what is that pure flicks or Uh, i don't know faith faith and family um any one of those look it up google it it'll tell you where to watch it but watch it and we'll come back and we'll we'll (coughs) kind of do like a little um synopsis and how it affected us we should do that every so often now yeah. Just be like, 
maybe one podcast every other month and talk about watch a Kendrick movie, Kendrick <laughs> Brother movie, or, or like any a kind of like uh, Christian movie. Oh, you'll be family. hearing a lot about The Chosen when the new season comes oh, out. Yes. <laughs> we'll talk about The Chosen. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, it was awesome to get to share our lives with you guys, to share the word with you, to share how our relationships and um, ways that we think about God has changed and is being perfected in us, as the word says. Um, we just pray that you would take this podcast, share it with others. Um, just pray for us. Can, please, I don't, I, I don't think we've asked for that so far, but please pray no. for us that we would still be encouraged to record whether people are listening or not. I mean, we're, we're not in it for we're not because monetary I, I reasons. I love the fact that we're just sitting here together <coughs> It's Just kind of our about, right. It's kind of our way of being able to talk to each other, yeah, and record it. But um, we don't. We're not in it for monetary. Um, we're we we're for in it. We yeah. just want to do. God's we just work. want to spread God's word um, in a positive way, and using tools out there to do it. Um, I hate listening to myself, so I we 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 listen we listen to the podcast, but I hate hearing my voice, the sound of my own yeah, voice. But, here, but who cares? It's not us. It's not us. It's it's the Lord doing this. So, all right, I'll pray us out, and then uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Watch, show me the Father. We'll do a short recap of that uh, on the next podcast. Yes, uh, I've been wanting to rewatch it anyway. So good. All right. Abba Daddy, Lord, I just thank you so much for the day you've given us. Father, here in um, Tulsa, Bixby, Lord, it's been raining, and we thank you so much for the rain. Father, we thank you, <clears throat> Father, for all the blessings you've bestowed upon us, Lord. Um, you are, as the song says, a good, good Father. Mm. And, Lord, I thank you. Um, you didn't really talk about it, but I thank you, um for calling your servant dr charles stanley home to be with you lord um he's been one that we've listened to lord uh he's touched our life father and we thank you for him we thank you for the ability that you gave him that he was sharing your word lord and i thank you so much for this podcast lord i pray that your will be done through it lord that you receive all the honor and glory father um lord that you're able to take your word. Uh, we know it doesn't return unto you void, mm -hmm. Lord. And we know that you're going to take it and you're going to touch somebody's life. Father, and <clears throat> as we uh, pray, Lord, that uh, you just send that special person that needs to listen to what we had to talk to today, Lord, to know that they too can have an intimate abiding relationship with yes. you and call you Abba Daddy. Yes, Lord. Lord, you're my daddy, daddy. You're the one who walks with me. You're the one who guides me. You're the one who blesses me. And I thank you for it. Lord, and I just ask that you just um, be with Val, Lord. Um, thank you so much for having her finish school, getting her degree. Lord, um. I thank you so much for her, what she means to me in my life, Lord. And I pray that you just help me to keep understanding how to cherish her. Lord, I just thank you so much and I praise you 
in your wonderful and holy name. Amen. Amen. All right. Goodbye, guys. Bye.